0: We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you sweet soul. I'm so honored to be spending a part of our day together here on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. So how is your relationship with life? For sure, things can be challenging and confusing on this planet of duality, free will, and choice. And I believe the ramifications of our choices are far-reaching and incredibly significant. After a lot of personal studies, several degrees in psychology, counseling, metaphysics, a couple of doctorates, and after seven years of interviewing some of the most conscious teachers of our time, I've come to the personal conclusion that we say yes to this human experience for three primary reasons. Number one, to clean up our karma and be on the receiving end of what we've put out in the past. Number two, to learn the lessons of love, which really needs to start and end with ourselves and then ripple out from there. And three, to have a good time, though it's hard to have a good time if we haven't done some of the work with one and two. I'm so excited to continue the conversation that I started last week to explore these concepts: what happens when we die, past lives, why we are the way we are, what the heck we're doing here, and her new novel, which was described by Jodi Picoult, the number one New York Times bestselling author, as provocative, evocative, fresh, and an explosive debut. This novel is called The Forgetting Time, and we're here with the author, Sharon Guskin. In addition to writing fiction, Sharon has worked as a writer and producer of documentary films, including Stolen and On Meditation. She's been a fellow at Yaddo, Virginia Center for the Creative Arts, Blue Mountain Center, and Ragdale. She has degrees from Yale University and the Columbia University School of the Arts. Sharon currently lives in Brooklyn with her husband and two sons. So Sharon, thanks for saying yes to a second interview with me here on Journey to Center. Well, I'm thrilled to be on. It's so much fun talking to you. Oh, it's so fun to connect with you. You're opening my mind, expanding my heart, two of my favorite things. So I loved your book, The Forgetting Time. It was, um, really compelling. I just, I just couldn't get enough of it. I was a little bummed when it was over, but it, it did, um, And in a very satisfying fashion, which I was happy about, because it's like, what's going to happen? It was so good. So I would definitely recommend this to anybody who wants a great read, but also um, open their mind to some pretty profound concepts. So I just have to know, how long did this take you? It seems like it would have taken quite some time. Well, this particular book
1: (laughs) took about um, just over six years. Um, Sometimes I call it my third first novel, though, because I did write two other books that I didn't get published. Um, So I've been kind of working at this writing thing for quite some time, for just over 20 years. Um, And it just took me a while, I think, to, in a way, to just kind of liberate myself from wanting to impress a bunch of people or having, having other reasons. for for writing that weren't really about connecting with other people and and telling stories they might want to hear. So, you know, I think that... Eventually, once I realized that that was my intention, um, and I had heard about these cases, these extraordinary cases of children remembering their past lives, and started working on this book. Then, you know, this book, um, even at six years, it felt it felt like it went re- relatively quickly compared to um, compared to everything that came before. Of just sort of getting my getting myself straightened out in terms of what kind of writer I wanted to be.
0: Right. It does take a while to find our voice it seems I think my book took me three or four years and it was it was painful (laughs) it is it can be for sure but my second book took a year and it wasn't painful and now it's like easier so are you finding the process to become uh, are you making uh, better friends with it is is it becoming more graceful for you uh,
1: in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. To be honest, I think. Um, but I, I'm very clear on on how what kind of writer I want to be, and I think I've put to rest a lot of the. These kind of demons that can plague you when, you know, you're sort of the perfectionist demon or comparing yourself to other people, you know, wanting to write just for these other reasons, as I said, to impress other people. Like, I kind of got rid of, cleared out all that stuff. So now it's just about getting the stories right, you know.
0: Yeah, and what I hear you saying is something I I, I experience myself. It's getting out of the head, ego, what are people going to think? Um, and into the heart and just letting it flow from that space. And, and uh, from my experience, what I create from that space is uh, I think um, uh, more compelling, more authentic. Um, Yeah. So I used to want to write beautifully and flowery and, and, uh, and I had to sit with that. Why? Because I wanted people to think it was beautiful. Well, was that your real intention? My intention is to help people so I was like, okay, I have to put that away. My intention is to be clear. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Exactly. No, I, I really
1: like what you said in terms of operating from a, a heart-based or like the, mm-hmm. you know, the mind from your heart, not from this sort of overthinking, you know, mind that of your intellect that goes around in circles and exactly. has strange intentions and all of that stuff.
0: Exactly. Um, so again, a lot of what you wrote about really resonated for me and, um, it was very cool to see it in writing, which, you know, that's often what's fun about reading something. It's like, Oh, I always thought that I always believed that it mirrors, um, maybe an aspect of ourselves back to ourselves. Um, part of my personal intention in living life is to, to get it right, to clear my plate of any karma, because, um, I don't want my next life to be as challenging as this one has been. (laughs) (laughs) And then you wrote this um, uh, towards the end of your book, meditation and doing good works can help us live more peaceful, positive and possibly prosperous lives in our next life. So I'd like to hear your thoughts about that. And, you know, I know know you did a lot of um, research and working with people. And and so I'm very curious about your continued um, concepts there. Ah, um, well, you know, and I think
1: that's sort of <clears throat> picking up where the book ended in a in a way because the book uh doesn't really go into to meditation or or these kinds of cultivating of these qualities for for the for the next life as much but um but certainly, my work on the film on meditation and meeting a number of uh powerful um, sort of meditators and and my own practice. Um, has evolved. I mean, I now practice a form of Buddhist meditation that's really—it's exactly what you started out by saying. It moves you from your head to your heart, mm-hmm. and when you're connecting to your heart, you're connecting to these sort of boundless sources of love and clarity and peacefulness. Mm-hmm. That's just natural to us, I think, and and that's what's been really powerful for me to realize is that that's who we are. That's what's natural to us. And yet um, we get caught up, like up in the head, you know, uh, uh, caught up with all these sort of deluded ways of thinking or, you know, sort of focusing on our egos or focusing on our insecurities. And and that you can just let all that go. And what meditation does is kind of allows you to just – to just realize that you don't have to think these anxious thoughts. And when you don't think them, they just kind of disappear, and you could connect and tap into this sort of peacefulness. And so for me, I feel um, certainly as my own sense of of peace and clarity and love has grown, um, I feel much more confident like going forward that um well you could say that whatever the next life brings i'll I'll be in a i'll be in a better position for it because i'll be driven from those places and not driven from a place of fear and anxiety i don't know i hope this makes
0: sense (laughs) no i love what you're saying you're giving me goosebumps that's usually (laughs) maybe always a good sign i think that's fantastic i i appreciate that very much so yeah um Yeah, we do live on a very strange planet of duality, good, bad, right, wrong, this, that, light, dark. And I don't know about you, um, Sharon, but, you know, looking at this, just watching the news or looking at what's going on with our nation politically, it's like, ugh, this is awful. Everybody's fighting and it's just awful. So I meditate and God's like, all is well. I can just um, go above the fray if I want and connect with those qualities of unity, of peace, of Exactly, and I think it's so important to love. do that in these moments, too. Because well, I feel like that's part of why this is going on, so that we'll really? exercise that muscle. Well, possibly. I mean,
1: I think it can, just like anything, it can be what you make it. And yes. this can be a wake-up call for us. The situation could be a wake-up call. I don't want to act from fear. I don't yes. want to be that person that just reacts out of fear. I want to connect to, like, a deep sense of peace, and I want to and calm. And I want to act in a way that's like clearly the most beneficial way that I can possibly act from that place. And if, that. Mm-hmm. if more people do that, you know, if more people are sort of, if it does wake people up to do that, then we're going to have a much uh, kinder world in the future, I think.
0: Yes, it, it's sort of like you're not going to bring in love by being angry and fearful. And it's sort of like, I think it was Mary Williamson said, you can't fight the dark with darkness, you turn on the light. And to me, what that means is just be love, be peace, be the living example, be the change that you want to see in the world. So yelling and screaming about being the change isn't as effective as simply being peaceful.
1: And realizing that, you know, it's love for everybody. It's not just for the people that agree with you, which can be challenging for us <laughs> sometimes. But, but that, that, that's the only way forward, really, is to and cultivate that sense that we're all human beings. We all have this capacity for love and peace inside, even if some people have a harder time accessing it, you know?
0: Yeah, that's so true. You know, my teachers would say there's an opportunity for healing anytime something disturbs your peace. So it's it's not about trying to make the world different so we can be peaceful, be peaceful, which is going to make the world different. Right. Yes, exactly. Isn't that right? Yeah. So I'm just choosing to live peace, you know, despite what what's going on around me. And and I have to say, it feels pretty good. Well, and (laughs) you're more effective in the world that way,
1: too. That's the thing is like people are inspired you know, by what they see. And if you're, if you're living anxiety and fear and nausea, like on my Facebook friends, you know, and, and myself at times I'll say, I'm not, you know, I'm not always there yet. Um, that's not, it's, that's just, that's just freaking out more people,
0: you know? Yeah, it doesn't help. That ripple that you're contributing to the planet isn't, isn't necessarily as, as positive and bright as it could be. And I remember years ago when I would meditate and say, God, I want to be a healer. I want to help the world. And what I heard so clearly was just be the living example. That's it. I was like, really? That's it? And yeah. that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's so
1: powerful. You know, just hear, like I just hearing talking to you and just hearing how much positivity is coming out. from from you is like inspiring to me out here in Brooklyn and I'm sure all your listeners and you know like I have a teacher uh, my meditation teacher who no matter what's going on he's always like positive and relaxed and that inspires me too with my own kids and with people around to just remember that we're always modeling something for somebody else Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think, again, getting back to the whole thing about our our minds can make things so complex and so difficult. But when we really get to our hearts, things are pretty simple and pretty clear. What I get is live love, be, you know, all is well, be at peace and just living from that space. And it, it is it's pretty simple when you boil it down. But when we spend too much time in our brains and our minds, it can take us off course.
1: Yes, and I think that's why, uh, for me anyway, and I think for a lot of people, meditation can be so beneficial because you. A lot of people are like, "Yeah, that sounds good, but I can't get there. How do I get there?" And you know, it's really not that you, know, you can even like download a meditation app, and mm-hmm. and just with a little training of focusing on your breath, letting go of your anxious thoughts, you can connect to a peaceful mind. And it's not mm-hmm. that anybody anybody can do that. I don't care how crazy yeah. your mind is, because I was I was a stressed out cookie. Believe me, I was like the stressed out New York City mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, you live so, in that uh, space. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's I Brooklyn's think, intense. anyway,
0: I just have to, just a little meditation plug. It works. <laughs> no, and I, I'm, I'm so with you on this. Again, you're giving me goosebumps because it's truth. It's truth. Um, I create guided meditations for people because they say they can't meditate. And I know it can be challenging. So I think, you know, meditation with a guide can sometimes make it uh, a little bit easier, a little bit more accessible. So then eventually you can do it on your own. My intention is to point people inward and just relax.
1: Absolutely. Guided meditations are great. And it sounds great that you do them. There's, there's numbers of stuff out there. There's a lot of help
0: out there. There is. And I truly believe, and I think this is even true with your book for me. When, when there's something you want to learn, when you're ready for a teacher, it, it will appear. You know, I was thinking to myself, oh, it's so interesting to consider the subject. And then this ends up, I love my job so much. This book ended up in my mailbox. And I'm like, oh, this sounds fascinating. I got a little deeper into it. I was like, I was just thinking about this. It's such an incredible God wake. I love that. So I do believe when we set our intentions or when we have a desire, or when we want to learn something, that right teacher, that right book, that right uh, podcast, that right guided meditation can and will show up if we keep our eyes and heart open.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a wonderful way to think about it. And I think, I mean, they say also anything can be a teacher or a gift, even yes. even things that you don't want, as we're saying, even sort of uh, um, yes. <laughs> whatever, something going on in the world, or something going on in your life that seems like it's really not what you want. If you mm-hmm. find the, the sort of a wisdom way of looking at it, it could actually be a gift for you or a teacher for you. And mm-hmm. then, of course, when you find... A teacher, teacher, it's it's such an enormous gift too. Somebody whose wisdom speaks to you in a deep way. Um, mm. So, um, so you know, true. It's good to be always open for for that to hear those voices. You know.
0: Yes, I, I absolutely agree, and I think that's kind of what meditation has done for me. It's kept me open and. Um, I see the God winks and I I will hear something bubble up inside of myself and then somebody will say it outside of myself. And it makes you really know we're not in this alone. I think that's our biggest, I think, pain and torture as human beings is feeling separate or alone, disconnected from love or God or other people. And it's not the truth. The truest truth is that we're all connected. The truest truth is that we're loved constantly. But Can we relax into that and know that and receive it?
1: Absolutely. I I completely agree with you. And I also think we need to train ourselves a little bit to not just reject these moments when you feel like you're getting a little something or some insight or some connection is arising You because know, sometimes we're like, well, that's not real. You know, I actually, it uh, is yes. real. That's more real than this sort of day to day ordinary life that we think we're <laughs> having. Um, and theres it's funny cause there's, um, years and years and years ago, I had heard just this Buddhist belief that, um, that we've all been born and reborn so many times that every single person was once your mother. Everybody was once your mother. And that just Oh, stuck my
0: God, never heard that. That's that's a mom.
1: Um and it sort of stuck with me. Certainly when I came to write this book I suddenly remember you know, remembered that and I just think um, You know, in some ways, whether you're not or not, you believe in reincarnation. You could see it as a metaphor for this connection that we have. You know, because we are all connected um, very deeply in ways that we don't understand. And I just think it's just to think of every person as being somebody who was like your relative in a previous lifetime. That's um, that's quite uh, interesting to sort
0: of open your mind to. Yeah, I, uh, I I found this interesting quote the other day that kind of blew my mind in a similar fashion that just imagine every person you meet is an aspect of yourself clamoring for love.
1: Wow, that's oh. so interesting, yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> yeah, and because that's... we're so, yeah, that's great, because we reject so much, you know. Yes. Um, but really we're all the same, ultimately. Everybody's trying to be happy, right?
0: No, that's um, true. And I, I listened to Mary Ann Williamson a lot when I was younger. And she said, if you go deep enough into any one of us, every single one of us, we get to the place where we're all God. You know, it's not just kind of like or sort of or similar. You know, it's like we're all spokes on this wheel. And if we go deep enough into the spokes of the wheel, we end up in this central hub of light. So that the very center of you, Sharon, is the very exact center of me. And it's all it's all it's all love. It's all peace. It's all.
1: I, I agree completely. Yeah. You know, it's, we all have essentially the same nature. And depending on what sort of system of beliefs, you can call it different things. But it's the nature. You know, we all have this. This unbelievable love and peace that's that's in us, everybody. You know, um, sort of potential. You just have this enormous potential, and yes. it's just kind of. Um, it's, it's very inspiring to live with that in your mind as opposed to living with, as we usually do, or at least I do. Yeah, I like, oh, yeah. I'm not good enough, not good enough. There's a mistake oh. here. This isn't what it should be, you know. Yeah, um, that's exhausting. It's not very doesn't... interesting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've found, yeah. after many decades of living that way. <laughs> no, it's so true. And it really, it to me, has come down to, am I worthy of this amazing life? Am I worthy of God's love without doing or proving? If I can, can I just relax? know it and receive it and believe it. And I I feel as I've done this work, um, and I do spend more time in meditation and live more from my heart, I see a lot of uh, grace and miracles and God winks and synchronicity. And then I get the feedback from others, which we talked about in our past show, that it's very um, helpful for others. And I I feel like I didn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm you just, just got out of I'm the way is what you did too. You got out of the way
1: and you let the light just kind yes. of shine through. And that's so hard to do. But but
0: that's that's that's
1: kind of all we have to do is just get out of the way.
0: Oh, isn't that true? And I feel like our ego... Doesn't want to do that. We want to we want to make it harder than it has to be. We want to earn, prove we're competitive by nature. You know, it's uh, the ego doesn't want to just relax and get out of the the way. The ego doesn't want to necessarily die. But I don't think there's real peace or heaven on earth available to us unless we kind of get it out of the way. Yeah, no, we do make it
1: hard on ourselves, you know. And, uh, I mean, I've had that, you know, because I have this kind of perfectionistic thing, which has totally sort of slowed oh, that me that down in tough. my work as a writer. <laughs> and to suddenly just, you know, I mean, where does that come from? It's some idea that you have to be perfect, which is impossible, you know, in some ordinary way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, But, again, when you drop that and just say, you know, my intentions are good. I'm going to put it out the best way I can. I, and also, as I said in the last show, you know, everything that we do is kind of, um, it's sort of different depending on uh, the situation of the person receiving it. So for somebody, you know, your work can be inspiring and amazing. And for someone else who's not ready to hear it or whatever, they can respond in a different way. And, you know, I, I guess you could say that a person's karma has a lot to do with their response. So, mm-hmm. so in a way, once you realize that, you can let go a little bit of this attempting to control because you can't control anyway. You know, of oh, all the yeah. people listening to us right now, maybe some people are inspired and some people are thinking, man, not my favorite show <laughs> you know what i mean and that's their experience uh, all, all you can do is have yeah, this it's all wonderful... valid what it's all valid it's all valid it's all valid you know and so it's kind of a big relief to say well i can't control any of that all i can do is is have my intentions be good and
0: uh yeah. And take personal responsibility. For me, it really is just about maintaining my connection to source, to God, to love and living from that space. And and you're absolutely right. I got a, I, I've gotten a lot of five-star reviews for my book and somebody gave me a three-star review and my ego was like, but I know you didn't do the exercises because <laughs> she said it didn't work. It works if you do it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, she just doesn't want to give up her victim posture or he or whoever it was. And and that's valid. I understand. I've been there. That person's really hurting and frustrated and, and um, wants a quick fix. But there is no such thing. And so it, it's not about me and to not take that personally it's like it that can be a bit of work as a as a recovered people pleaser.
1: <laughs> ah exactly. It's it's useful in its way. You know, I was like that at first because I've got a lot of reviews out there, and you know, some wonderful five star reviews, and then some not so. You know, I've, I've had the, the the occasional one star, which which hurts at first. And, and and I started at first, I was like looking up and said, "Well, well, what else did they like? Maybe they just don't like anything." You know, and you start to, <laughs> <I> <laughs> like, <they> too. <laughs> but um. But um, it's useful in the end. It is useful because it isn't about you, you
0: know. And And to be able to um, take praise and or criticism without it uh, pulling us out of center and disturbing our peace, I think, is, is the work. It's building that muscle that we really need to be able to navigate with grace on this planet.
1: Yes, and ultimately, again, it comes back to what mind am I cultivating? If I'm cultivating a peaceful mind, you know, a loving mind, um, and going through the world with that mind, that's, that's all I can do. And that's a lot, you know, um, everything else, out, you know, everything else outside, I can't, I can, you know, I, I have limited ability to control to some degree. Mm. Um,
0: and, and I get that when we realize that, then we can just relax, I think, and enjoy the journey. It's like, I don't want to take my eye off of, uh, of God because as I do, then I start to go sideways and I start to go into discomfort. All I can do is take personal responsibility to maintain that connection. And when I do my life works and when I forget, I, it doesn't, it's really that simple and that difficult.
1: And and also, I mean, for me, part of it is also though not beating yourself up when you go off and you're like, "Oh no, for, I just oh for sure," you know, because then you're like, "Oh no, I was I was just having a rotten mind, <laughs> focused on my ego <laughs> for the last hour. That's terrible." And then you're just compounding it, you know, because oh. you're like, <laughs> you're sort of you're you're a bad spiritual practitioner on top of whatever else is bothering you, and that's well, not helpful yeah, either. So it's judgment. Just,
0: Yeah. Judgment of ourselves or others doesn't really work very well. One of my teachers said something so lovely. Um, Compassion is the only emotion left for the fully realized human being. So to be able to have that compassion for ourselves, I think is so vital not to beat yourself up because you said this earlier, we're not here to be perfect. In fact, the desire to be perfect is toxic. We're here to learn how to be loving. And so that really, again, needs to start and end with ourselves. So compassion yeah. and love for ourselves. And then it can ripple out there from a very authentic, solid place and make a difference in the world. Sharon, I love you. This was so fun. <laughs> it is fun.
1: I, it's I just love hearing all of your, your thoughts on these things are very inspiring to me.
0: So, Well, your book provoked and inspired a lot of my thinking. I went deeper and higher and wa- wider and broader. And it was amazing. So to my listeners, pick up the forgetting time. I think it's going to touch your heart as it did mine. And Sharon, you're an exquisite soul. I'm honored, honored, honored to be having this dance with you. And my listeners, gosh, I love you. You make this so enjoyable for me. Be in touch. TammyBPhD.com. God bless you. You're in our heart and prayers. Onward and upward. Bye for now.